A move this fall to change the name of high fructose corn syrup has led to the demonization of this label by some. But is this wrap on high fructose corn syrup justified? And what does it mean for physicians and their patients? You're listening to this month's special series, Focus on Diabetes, on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, your host, and joining me today is Dr. James Laidler. Dr. Laidler is currently researching genetics and viruses for a part of his PhD thesis in molecular biology in Portland, Oregon. Dr. Laidler is a graduate of the USC School of Medicine, who interned in pediatrics before moving on to the U.S. Army, where he spent four years as a flight surgeon. Following his military service, Dr. Laidler completed a residency in anesthesiology and a fellowship in pain medicine at the University of Illinois. He practiced medicine for several years in places like Alaska and Oregon, and we're so happy to have him join us from his home in Portland, Oregon. Dr. James Laidler, welcome to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Well, thank you for having me on. Well, so Dr. Laidler, there's this controversy that I'm sure a lot of people are hearing about, and there's a lot of information and disinformation out there. But essentially, more recently, it began after the Corn Refiners Association petitioned the Food and Drug Administration to change the name of high-fructose corn syrup to corn sugar. And some say that led to a demonization of high-fructose corn syrup. But, you know, give us a little background of of what's been going on and, and where you think it's headed. Well, as you probably know, I live in probably the nexus of natural foods and organic foods here up in the Pacific Northwest. And it's probably been going on a lot longer than just that, that uh, high fructose corn syrup has been demonized. Uh, And it's not to say that high fructose corn syrup is a health food, per se, just that it may not be as bad as people say, and most certainly is not worse than a lot of the things people are using to substitute for it. Uh, And the reason I got started on this is I I had a, a parent in my son's school give me a 15-minute elevator speech about the evils of high-fructose corn syrup. And her solution was to substitute honey for high-fructose corn syrup. That got me started thinking. So I actually looked into some sources, including the FDA, and found that, in fact, if you look at the amount of fructose and glucose and high-fructose corn syrup, it's pretty much identical to what you find in honey. Both of them are about 40 to 45% glucose, 55% fructose. Now, there's been a a growing body of research in the last several years, probably over the last decade, showing that diets of high in fructose are bad for your health, and it can cause things including hyperlipidemia, uh, obesity, possibly insulin resistance, and may lead to cardiovascular disease and even type 2 diabetes. So that has led a lot of people to start shying away from high fructose corn syrup. I think a lot of a lot of the reason for that, though, is the name, high fructose. Right. And is that delineated in the labels between the high fructose and then the corn syrup and all? Well, the, the thing of it is, is that corn syrup, you know, good old uh, corn syrup from my days when I was a kid, is all glucose. Uh, there's no fructose in it at all. Uh, what they do then is isomerize it, and then to produce a higher a level of fructose would be there normally, which the normal level would be zero. Uh, the reason being, fructose is significantly sweeter than either glucose or even sucrose, regular table sugar. So by uh, converting about half of the glucose into fructose and producing high fructose corn syrup, they can actually get a product that's about equal in sweetness gram per gram to sucrose or table sugar, but it's a lot cheaper to make. 
and you know, it's kind of interesting that you, being a physician, and you get approached by just someone that you see, uh, you know, out on the playground at your your kid's school or something, um, and then you research into this. But what are some of the areas of disinformation that people ought to know? It's not so much disinformation as fear. The high fructose corn syrup is labeled as just this bad substance. And it's, again, I'm not saying it's a good substance. It's certainly not something you should be looking to increase your intake of. But substituting things like cane sugar, this is the one I I was hearing from this woman at the playground, is that, you know, cane sugar and honey are better than high fructose corn syrup, when in fact, the level of fructose in, in those products is roughly equal to high fructose corn syrup. The issue there is not so much is high fructose corn syrup good for you, but is it any worse for you than things like honey or sugar, plain table sugar, or even fruit juices? Most fruit juices are pretty high in fructose as well. I almost have to laugh because one of the, at least in the Pacific Northwest, one of the hot new sweeteners that's supposed to be good for you, and I find on the the shelves of my local supermarket advertises a, quote, health food, is agave syrup. And what is an agave syrup? Well, agave syrup, agave is an interesting plant. I believe it's the same plant they used to make tequila from, completely different process, of course. A lot of plants store sugars, glucose, fructose, sucrose, as a sort of an energy storage medium. Agave is unusual in that it stores it all as fructose. So agave syrup is almost 100% fructose. So if you want to increase your fructose intake, that would be the perfect way to do it, which seems to be run counter to what all the recommendations are currently. Well, and you posed a really interesting question on the science-based medicine website where you wrote an article where you basically posed the question of whether high fructose corn syrup was a, quote, tasty toxin or a slandered sweetener. Tell our listeners that kind of where do you come down on that so they can make their own judgments? Well, I think that if you're looking at it at the risk due to fructose, which is the big one that people are concerned about, that it is no better and no worse than table sugar, sucrose, fruit juices, or honey, most of the substitute sweeteners. They all have the same amounts of fructose in them. I guess my, where I come down on that is that it's neither. It's, well, it's certainly been slandered relative to its real danger, but it's certainly not any more toxic than honey, which everyone thinks of as being so natural and good for you. Now, I've gotten some flack about saying that the amount of fructose in fruit juices was as high as high fructose corn syrup. And I'm not saying that high fructose corn syrup is nutritionally the equivalent to fruit juices. Obviously, fruit juices have lots of other things, vitamins, etc., that you will not find in high fructose corn syrup. But if you're just looking at the fructose load that someone is consuming, you need to look at all of these things. You can't just feel virtuous by eliminating high fructose corn syrup. Or the other one I've I've heard, again, on the streets here in Portland, is people are saying that beet sugar is worse than cane sugar, which is, of course, ludicrous because they're exactly the same chemical compound. But looking at fructose load, there really isn't anything, you know, certainly the commonly used sugar sweeteners are all pretty much equivalent in their fructose load. The exception would be old-fashioned, non-high-fructose corn syrup, which is pure glucose. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to this month's special series, Focus on Diabetes, on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Jepson, your host, and joining me today is Dr. James Laidler. He comes to us from Portland, Oregon, and we're talking about high-fructose corn syrup 
and just what does this mean for physicians and patients? And doctor, you know, I know you're working on a, a, a thesis for your PhD, but you you were a practicing physician, and and obviously, you know, one of the ways you got in this research is just another parent asking about it. Have you in your research been able to formulate any sort of ideas on perhaps? what physicians out there should be telling their patients or even patients that are listening, perhaps what they should be asking their doctors about this? Well, certainly a lot of people, a lot of physicians are getting questions from their patients asking them about high fructose corn syrup. And unfortunately, as we've been talking about, there's a lot of misinformation uh, out there saying that high fructose corn syrup is so much worse than sucrose, table sugar, or honey, et cetera, fruit juices. Uh, I think the important thing for physicians to discuss with their patients is that high fructose corn syrup is no worse than cane sugar or beet sugar or honey when it comes to fructose, or for that matter, when it comes to anything else, because they all have about the same levels of nutrients other than sugar, which is to say almost none. I think a lot of what physicians are going to have to do in their office visits with patients who are concerned about high fructose corn syrup is try to sort of calm the waters and interject a little bit of reason. That, of course, is the hardest thing to do because we've got the Internet and even a lot of the popular press out there whipping up concern over high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, I think you would call that when we had talked about this uh, segment the, the, the Google factor that physicians have to deal with. Uh, I know when I was in active practice, I actually dreaded patients who would come in with stuff they'd printed off the Internet because so often it was incorrect or inflammatory. It took often more time to correct the misinformation than it take me to actually give them the correct information if they'd come to me with their question first. But unfortunately, the Google is out there, and it's an easy, fast way for people to get information. The only problem, of course, is that a large proportion of the information on the Internet is incorrect especially when it comes to high fructose corn syrup. Give us a couple of examples of where it's incorrect and where it might help physicians to know just so they can maybe nip these questions in the bud and just move on to, to treating their patient. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not uncommon to find a lot of websites that will sort of just put it right out there that high fructose corn syrup is bad and you need to switch to other sweeteners. Now, as we've been talking before, there's no difference chemically in the sugar content except you know, at the 1% level between what you find in high fructose corn syrup and in honey. The other information you'll find out there, there's another sort of internet story going around about how high fructose corn syrup is contaminated with mercury. This is one of those things, like a lot of things you find on the internet, there's a kernel of truth in that back in the early part of the 2000s, there was actually an FDA paper published showing that there was some slight amount of mercury contamination of high fructose corn syrup in certain plants, and it was traced back to the fact that they used sodium hydroxide and sodium hypochlorite to clean the equipment between runs. Some sodium hydroxide and sodium hypochlorite is made through a process called the chloralkali process, which you know the older plants use a mercury electrode, so all of these products are contaminated with small amounts of mercury, which would then carry over after cleaning. So again, these are trace amounts, uh, but certainly the, the Producers are aware of that and have been using products that are mercury-free, so that's not a significant issue, although it certainly has a lot of scare factor because mercury definitely gets people's alert level up. The one that concerns me the most of those, the websites I've seen catering to diabetics who are suggesting that they should use this agave syrup. Now, the good news about 
agave syrup or fructose if for diabetics is that it doesn't require insulin to be brought into the cells and utilized. So you don't have this buildup of blood sugar that you would with glucose. The problem, of course, is that then you've just got pure fructose coming in. And fructose tends to get shunted off into the lipogenesis pathway, basically making lipids, which is one of the reasons, and perhaps the reason, high fructose intake leads to hyperlipidemia. So the problem is the body really can't metabolize fructose as effectively or as efficiently as it metabolizes glucose. It tends to shunt it off into making lipids, which is not necessarily a good thing, especially in someone who's already diabetic. And so do you think that if you're a physician out there, are there certain resources that you've perhaps uncovered where uh, a physician can turn to for questions, uh, certain places that are, are, are better prepared to deal with these questions than others? Or even maybe there's a consumer website uh, beyond Google. Yeah. Well, I wish there was. I did look around quite a bit for good information. There is a dearth of sort of independently generated good information about high fructose corn syrup. Most of the websites, sad to say, that support the use of high fructose corn syrup are supported by the people who make high fructose corn syrup. That's actually an important point right there that people should definitely ask questions, where did this research come from and who's funding it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's not to say that the funding source necessarily contaminates the research, but certainly someone who's doing in-house research for Archer Daniels Midland, for instance, or one of the other large agribusiness corporations that make corn syrup may slant the information slightly differently than someone who's completely independent. It also is a concern on the other side, too, because a lot of the information that I found demonizing high fructose corn syrup, before you got too far down the page, you'd find an ad for somebody's product of agave syrup or somebody's medical or alternative medicine treatments or an advertisement for you know someone's book on how to keep from poisoning yourself with high fructose corn syrup. So the thing is that conflict of interest works both ways. It's not just the large agribusiness or pharmaceutical companies that are involved in conflict of interest. What I call little pharma has as big a conflict of interest or perhaps a bigger conflict of interest because not only do they stand to make more proportional to their in- income stream as it is by hyping the the hazards of high fructose corn syrup, but they also have very little restraint on them. There's no FTC checking their information. Well, with that, I'd like to thank Dr. James Laidler, who has been our guest. We've been talking about high fructose corn syrup and and what does it mean, the, the controversy surrounding it for physicians and their patients. On this month's special series, Focus on Diabetes on ReachMD Radio, on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, your host, and you've been listening to ReachMD Radio online, on demand, and on the air. Please check us out at ReachMD.com. And I'd like 